How you doing? My name is Brandon Mason. I'm the president of ABC Prep, ABC Basketball, and we are Talking Grammar, episode 68. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeff Grammar with the Albuquerque Journal, and this is the Talking Grammar podcast, episode 68. Now with Brandon Mason, we're going to get a little bit more into his background. Uh, I'll bet a lot of you watching right now already know who Brandon is. Brandon is a walking Rolodex and knows everybody everywhere. So uh, we'll get him to a little bit more about Brandon Mason, who has played, coached um, in New Mexico at different places and is now running ABC Prep. So we'll get in a little bit more of that in just a minute in our conversation on this episode. I do really quick want to mention a new digital subscription program that the journal has. And uh, for an annual fee, you can get all content on the abqjournal.com digital network. Um, for one low price, and I will give you, there are some ticket giveaways too for some Lobo basketball ticket giveaways. Details on that at the end of the show. And uh, for now, I hope you're enjoying not only this podcast, but all the podcasts that are part of the Albuquerque Journal Podcast Network. And for now, here's our conversation with Brandon Mason. All right, we're here with uh, Brandon Mason. Brandon, welcome to uh, welcome to our studio, man. Man, thanks for having me, Jeff. Appreciate you, brother. I know you uh, you've done this podcast before. This is uh, this is getting big time though. Now this isn't like before where we'd find some <laughs> some quiet room at the, at the pit or something and, and record. This is uh, we got cups now. We got uh, we got a whole studio going here. This is definitely high major, as I would like to say. High major. There we go. <laughs> this is not mid major. Um, appreciate you for coming on, man. Uh, you and I. Uh, have known each other for a long time. Um, you and I have uh, have kind of uh, not just kind of crossed paths through the years, but we started. So, so everybody knows, full disclosure, uh, we we met in college. We were two Aggies, and uh, <laughs> we were at New Mexico State at the same time. And you, you uh, let's kind of start there. What I'm going to do with this show is uh, I'm going to do some background. A lot of people around town obviously know you. You're walking Rolodex. You know everybody, but. Um, I want to give listeners and viewers a little bit of a background on you, and uh, then we're going to talk about what you're doing now with ABC Prep specifically. But uh, let's start, man. You're from Chicago. What what got you to New Mexico? Well, um, definitely from the south side of Chicago. Um, Thomas Trotter, Lou Henson, Russ Bradbert. Um, they have a huge Chicago connection. Uh, went on a visit to New Mexico State. We had about, I would like to say, eight guys or so already there from Chicago. Guys like Billy Keys, Eric Channing. Uh, Zach Norvell, et cetera. Um, I went on that visit, felt like home, uh, had a lot of good relationships and and knew that that was probably going to be the place for me. Um, and, you know, Lou Henson being as legendary as he is, he can talk anybody into anything. Right. <laughs> so kind of fell in love with the Las Cruces and that was history. What was it like playing for Lou Henson? I know uh, coaching is something you got into. So I'm curious when you're playing, did you already kind of envision playing for Lou Henson as uh, what can I take from him? Uh, when I want to be a coach or when you were playing, you were just about playing? No, at the time it was just about playing, but um, it's something when you're playing for a legendary coach. Um, they demand a certain respect. They have uh, something that you just, when they say something, you listen, right? right? And so Lou is like one of those guys, like Lou walks around and he has like this glow about him, right? <laughs> like where you see him and it's like, oh, so that's how I felt. Uh, so, it, but he took me under his wing. Lou always uh, treated me, like fantastically, no matter the good with the bad, right. I've always done <laughs> in college. You know, you know, you're a young man growing up. You know, we all make mistakes, uh, but he was always there for me. His wife Mary was fantastic as well. Yeah. Um, and to this day, I still talk to Mary Henson. I uh, at the time um, was a student journalist working at the student paper, and I covered Lou 
and uh, got to know you a little bit uh, playing too. And covering that team, I, I was just always waiting for for like the real Lou Henson to come out. Like he seemed so fake <laughs> to me because he was always so nice to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm just waiting for it. I'm just waiting for it. It never happened. Nah. Like Lou, Lou till, till the very <laughs> end was, uh, you know, taking my phone calls. Um, I remember um, a, the Paul Weir coached uh, Aggie team played in about an hour from his hometown in Oklahoma when they were in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I did a, a feature story on, you know, the Aggies, first-year Aggie coach taking a team to the NCAA tournament. The last one that did that was, or uh, at that young age, was was Lou Henson way back when. And they played um, in Tulsa, I think it was, and it was about an hour from where he was born and mm-hmm. uh, grew up and called him up and just talked to me like I was still a student journalist. Like, he was as nice, you know, 20 years after school as he was when I met him. Yeah, that's how Lou was. I mean, and and it's when I started uh, coaching college basketball, he was one of my first co- phone calls. Yeah. Uh, and I just said, you know, Ask Lou, like, you know, how do I handle certain situations? How do you handle certain kids, you know, good or bad, you know, relationship-wise? And he gave me some really good, you know, I would say Lou knowledge, you yeah. know, of course, uh, to to learn how to handle certain things. And he's just always there. You know? Lou do. I the love Lou, Lou man. Lou's, Lou's as nice as the coaches I've come across through the years. There's been a few others that are pretty darn nice, too, but uh, nobody's nicer than what Lou was um, sure. Certainly to me as a student journalist. It was there at New Mexico State where you and I got to know each other. You are, um, for those that watch our other uh, podcasts that I, I've helped out on um, with James Yotis, our high school football podcast. Um, you guys know that I'm an Alamogordo High School alum. And uh, <laughs> you lived in college with three guys I graduated high school with. Um, Alfonso Cerna here in, lives here in Albuquerque. Ryan McDermott has since passed away, but super mm-hmm. superstar athlete out of Alamogordo High School. Rest starting. Peace. Starting center, Big Derm, um, and he was also a second-round draft pick of the Cleveland Indians um, as a pitcher. Uh, and then Tim Inglehart, uh, still a friend of ours, good friend in tech, living in Texas now, four-year starter for the Aggie football team. You lived with three Alamogordo guys, and, and one of the stories I love telling, and, and I told it recently, um, <laughs> I uh, spoke at uh, one of uh, ABC Prep's events, and um, I remember hearing Tim always talk about how late at night you would be playing Nelly all night, and you would be playing... Uh, till two, three in the morning, or whatever time you came true. home. This is true. And you'd be keeping him up, and he'd get up at five or six in the morning and uh, go to school. Um, Tim's obviously a, probably a little bit better student than we were, and um, <laughs> he he basically uh, would wake up in the morning to get you back. He'd play country music all morning, and you guys would go back and forth. He'd be playing at five or six in the morning country music. You'd be playing country grammar at night uh, till two, three, four in the morning. So uh, <laughs> this um, is true. That was the uh, Almagordo induction for you. You were the Chicago guy that was an honorary Almo grad. So uh, some of the stories we could tell um, would get me fired. So I'm not going to tell them on this podcast. <laughs> Please don't tell those. But those college days were fun, man. And uh, and I know you still stay in touch with some of the Almo guys better than I do. Some of them. And uh, for sure, always an honorary Almagordo Tiger. Uh, from those college days, though, you post New Mexico State, uh, you play professionally a little bit, including here in Albuquerque. Yeah, so I had a chance to come here and play in, the, uh, at that time it was called the D-League, but now yep. it's the G-League, uh, to play for a, another legend, Michael Cooper, who's a champion at all levels. Uh, that was a great experience uh, to be able to move to Albuquerque, play in front of Albuquerque fans, be cheered on by Lobo fans, which was, was a first for me. Right. Uh, but to develop those relationships uh, here in Albuquerque and uh, – 
get to play a chance to play at that level with uh I was able to play with like Chuck Hayes who got a 10-day contract and ended up leaving and playing in the NBA and having a fantastic career uh CJ Miles played okay. on our team because uh, he was drafted out of high school that year um Tierra Brown uh TJ Cummins uh the list goes on but you know that opportunity also it was also a good measuring stick because I always wanted to play in the NBA and I realized at that point <laughs> that, that I wasn't going that to the NBA. That wasn't going to happen. Um, <laughs> so, some of your yeah. other teammates, uh, was Tony Bland was on that team, I think, Tony he? Bland. And he was, uh, we call it, he had a nickname. He was the rock star. He was the rock star? He was the rock star. He so, liked Albuquerque? He loved Albuquerque. To this day, I mean, I still talk to uh, Tony Bland, and um, he's doing good. His kids are doing good. They're good. playing basketball and things like that. Uh, but he was a, a, another, like, legend, you know, basketball legend. So, and it's days like that when you're starting to collect your uh, – I'm telling you, and people that know you know this is true, you're starting to collect all these um, – you know, you're networking. You know all these people, and you're collecting their numbers. You're walking Rolodex, and you know everybody. And you still stay in touch with people from that team. I know you still mm-hmm. stay in touch with Coop, right? I mean, you oh, talk yeah. with Michael Cooper all the time. Yeah. Um, what happened was I was watching uh, one of those shows. I think it was called, like, Showtime or something like that. Yep. And so uh, Coop, they had a, a, a imitation of Coop or whoever he is, an actor. And so I called Coop, and I was like, man, this dude looks just like you. <laughs> so he starts laughing, and we're talking about it. But I always stay in touch with Coop at least once a month just to see how he's doing. And he always answers, and he laughs and lets me know when he's coming into town so we can hang out or something like that. You played overseas a little bit too. Um, I know and you mentioned Russ Bradbird earlier. He wrote a book. Uh, you played for his team in, in Ireland. Yep, Patty on the Hardwood. That's right. I read the, the book. book. Yep. Yeah, so it's- it was fantastic. Uh, we actually – uh, he gave me a call. He said, look, I want you to come to Ireland. You're going to be the least paid player in Ireland, and this is going to be the worst team in Ireland. And I was like, well, I'll Sold. take it. I'm working at Lorenzo's right now <laughs> across the street for the Pan Am. So long story short, uh, I was able to get MVP of the league, and uh, he was coach of the year. We won the Irish National Championship. Were you so. really the lowest paid on that, te- on that league? Oh, by far. <laughs> by far <laughs> but you were the MVP that's pretty cool yeah. you uh you kind of start transitioning after your playing days into coaching um when I say this you know it's not just a joke it's like Mr. New Mexico basketball at this point you have coached or, or been on staffs at UNM uh obviously youth league or youth level um not just now but prior mm-hmm. uh but you've been on staffs at UNM you played at New Mexico State you've been on staff at New Mexico State you you've coached at New Mexico Highlands You've also coached uh, and been on staff at UNLV, but in New Mexico, you you played professionally here. You played collegiately here. You've coached at both major schools and one of the D2s. Um, you're Mr. New Mexico basketball, man. I, you know what? I'll take that and run with it. I really appreciate it. But, I mean, there's been a lot of, you know, positive things in the basketball community and a lot of other, like, legends and, and people that have done a fantastic job here. But I do take pride in, in saying, like, you know, I was a part of championships for the Lobos. I was a part of championships for the Aggies coaching and playing and a championship with the Thunderbirds as well. So to be able to have those three levels at the at the major universities and pro teams here, I thought that that was a good, you know, something good to hang my hat on and continue to grow on. But that is the past for me. And I'm just now I'm just focusing on trying to help kids now. You uh, in your coaching as you're kind of climbing the coaching tree a little bit, you had mentioned to me once, um, I think I did a story on you when you were working with Noodles, and, and I kind of asked um, what you got from, from working for Steve, for Steve Alford, and then what you got from working for, for Craig, for, with Craig Noodle, or Craig Neal. And, um, you can call him Noodles. I, I, yeah, I always call him Noodles. Some, <laughs> I, sometimes I think people watching don't know who that is, but they probably all they know. They probably do. Um, 
you kind of took something from every coach along the way and, and kind of tried to incorporate it, and everybody does that. I'm curious what you took from some of the coaches you've worked with through the years. What did you, what'd you get from, from Steve Alford and from Craig Neal? So from Steve Alford, uh, Steve was a perfectionist. He demanded perfection. He wanted everything to be perfect, whether it was film, whether it was the way the team came out dressed and looked, whether it was uh, uh, pregame meal. No matter what it was, he demanded perfection. Um, and everybody respected him for that. Um, and that's probably one of the main reasons why he won and he wins everywhere he goes. Um, with, with, with Coach Neal, um, just his calm and collective when he's an assistant coach and he, he was a technician and a, a genius when it came to offensive sets and then in the crunch situations when everybody else would probably panic, he already knew what he was going to play, how they were going to defend it, what he was going to draw up, and he'll tell you who's going to score the ball and how we were going to score it. And I just thought that was amazing. And so I try to do that. I try to emulate that. Yeah. I, I have the playbook from back in the day, and I'm like, man, what would Noodles do in this situation? Well, so that's the thing is, uh, you know, whatever people's opinion, you know, after they, they've come through Albuquerque, um, I, I hear everybody talk about Noodles with the same thing, and, and the guy can draw stuff up on the board. Um, in a huddle, uh, like, yeah. like no other, no other offensively. At I least. mean, I can tell you, uh, I forgot the exact game it was, but uh, we were down. I think we were down one in the pit, and we had. We, I think it might have been UNLV. We had been running a play where we would go up the middle, and then we would just. Uh, I think it was like a down screen, and we would hit middle for shot. So we had noticed, he had noticed, I don't want to take, yeah. I had no idea what was going we, on. Right. He had noticed that they were X switching on the backside. So we ran the same play for the game winner. And then Deshaun Delaney went back door from the corner because they X switched on the backside. They threw the lob for the dunk and then we went up one and won the game. And I was just like, in my mind, I'm like, this dude's a genius, bro. Like, this is amazing. And I just wanted to learn how to watch film and analyze the game the way that he did. And so being a video guy, you're able to learn all that kind of stuff. What'd you learn at uh, stops like UNLV, stops at New Mexico State, and and at New Mexico Highlands? What'd you What'd you take from those stops? Yeah, well, um, definitely New Mexico State and UNLV. That was Marvin Menzies. Um, just the way that he handled the players and his his attitude and his positive energy and the way it was like a family, you yeah. know. And um, Coach Marvin Menzies is legendary in relationships and past and former players and the way he treats them and treats them like young men, but he loves them, you know, and yep. I've always taken that to have the same relationship with the co current kids that I do coach. And then um, when I was at New Mexico Highlands with Craig Snow, Snow was a piece of, he had noodles and offered, yeah. you know, and he had himself, you know, so that's what makes him a great coach because he's also a player that scored probably 1500 points or more. So he was very confident. Um, I love the way that he managed his staff, his players, the way that he could do X's and O's, the way he wanted to demand perfection. Like, I've almost followed Snow from from the Danny Granger Hurricanes to UNM to Highlands back to yeah. New Mexico. So I love to follow what he's doing and see how he's achieving everything that he does. And now he's an associate head coach at Evansville. And, and just to follow up on your connection with him, and, and we'll get to more of the ABC stuff here in just a couple minutes, but – He's already recruiting some of your guys out at Evansville. Yeah, he did. So we uh, we had a 6'10 kid from Idaho, Michael Day. Um, I told him that I had a kid that I felt fit him, you know, and yep. and like the style and the, the the University of Evansville. And within, I'd say, three days, they had an airline ticket. The head coach came out, watched him play, and then he said, Mace, he's exactly what you said he was. <laughs> so they, they brought him out the next week on an official visit. The kid committed. And, I mean, it's it's good to have those relationships to put a kid in, in position for some success. 
Uh, that kid had zero offers before that opportunity, and now he's at Evansville right now, and they love him, and they said he's a hard worker and has a good motor, and he's going to four years of college basketball there. You, uh, through the years, too, obviously have made these relationships with players you, you were coaching or, you know, on staff. So it wasn't just teammates. Uh, you're, you're now making relationships with players through the years, including guys like Tony Snell, including guys like Cameron Barristow. And uh, you started putting together um, in the off seasons these alumni all-star games. And uh, tell me how that first one came about. I don't even remember the year. I, I really should have looked it up. But uh, the, the first Lobo all-star game that you did in, like, June or July. It might have um, been 2014. Sounds about right, yeah, because Noodles was coach. Yep. Um, and uh, so 2014, summer of, and uh, you you bring everyone back, man. So it was, it, it was by accident. So what happened was Cameron Barristow was playing with the Chicago Bulls. Yep. And he calls me, and he's like, hey, Mace, I need some help. I want to do a kids camp. He was like, but I can't get there. Like, can you, you know, set everything up and yep. get the kids and yada, 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 whatever. So we're putting this thing together. And I'm just like, hey, well, Cam, who's going to work this thing? And he was like, well, why don't you just get some of the guys or, you know, you know, everybody go get some guys. So I called JR Giddens. I'm like, JR, you, I know you're busy, but you want to work this camp? Cam's going to pay you. He's like, yeah, cool. I'll do it. Called Darice Gary, you know, say, hey, man, why don't you come back and do this camp for, you know, for uh, and it went on down the list. And the next thing you know, I'm looking at the names and I'm like, dude, we should have an all-star game or something like that. So then I called Cam and I'm like, Cam, why don't we do like an alumni all-star game, yep. you know, at the pit? And so he's like, dude, I'm in the NBA playoffs right now. I don't have time for that right <laughs> now. He was like, look, you just figure it out. We'll I'll fly everybody and we'll just get it going. He says, but you got it. I don't have time for that right now. And then the next thing you know, I, get, I called Danny Granger. I, I talked to Reuben Douglas, uh, Drew Gordon. The list just started to grow, and everybody's like, man, I'd love to come back to UNM. I'd love yeah. to come back. And so next thing you know, um, we have over, like, 20 guys there, and it was a, I'd like to say, star-studded event. You know, uh, Tony Snell was, you know, at his prime and, yep. and Cameron Barstow. And so the game was fantastic, had about 10,000 fans there. We had a ton of support from the community uh, is led a hotel and casino. We all stayed there, and then we had a bunch of dinners and parties, of course, uh, things like that. So it was a great event. You do it again then the following year where you do a New Mexico State versus UNM alumni, and you got you got both sides. You're tapping into your NMSU days. And um, it, that one, too, I thought was about to start something, and, and I want to shout out to the guy long before you that was kind of putting these all-star games together mm -hmm. um, years ago now, but Kelvin Scarborough. Um, yeah. And you yeah. knew Scar. Right. Yes, so Scar used to take me under his wing. Uh, when I was playing pro basketball, I had a couple of injuries to where I couldn't play at the time. And so Scar would give me a call and he'd say, hey, Mace, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. My, my ankle's bad or my knee, whatever yeah. it was at the time. And so he'd be like, don't worry about it. Let's go do some camps. Let's go do some alumni games. And I would be the only Aggie with all yeah. these Lobos. And we would go to uh, reservations. We yep. would go. We would travel around and we would do like either Aggie Lobo games or we would just do a Lobo alumni game and do dunk contests. And he would always tell me, he'd be like, man, I hope you're taking notes, you know, because this is what I do. This is I'm helping you out. And he would give me money and take care of me he was just had a big heart and that's who he was but I actually stole every idea that I'm doing <laughs> from Kelvin Scarborough for sure you uh kind of parlay this accumulation of of all these names and alumni and start putting together a TBT team and now originally I, re I remember when you guys were putting this together you called it the enchantment and it was supposed to be an all New Mexico kind of all-encompassing team with 
with former Aggies, former Lobos on one team, but then it kind of split off into an, a Lobo, a UNM Lobo alumni team. And then you guys had the Panamaniacs, which is an NMSU team. This past year, you guys kind of combined them back together where it's all under one umbrella. Um, how did the TBT, the basketball tournament, for those that don't know, um, $1 million winner-take-all summer tournament and uh, 64 teams um, basically come together and play this winner-take-all tournament. And uh, you put together some teams that each year kind of progress and, and get a little bit further down the road. Um, how did that come about? Well, I, I think it was probably my last year with the Lobos. Um, I think it was myself, Ryan Behrman. We were in practice one day, and um, maybe it was Alex Kirk. It was somebody that had reached out and was like, Mace, I'm surprised you're not putting together a TBT team. I'm like, dude, I'm coaching at the university. Like, yeah. I don't have time to do that right now. And then, of course, you know, when I, after I resigned and moved on that next year, that's when I was like, you know what? Now this is the time now I can to get it. this going. And, of course, you know, reaching out to the Darrington Hobsons, the J.R. Giddens, uh, um, Jamal Smith at the time. You know, we had Roman Martinez. We had a nice list of uh, former Lobo basketball players that, that was good to compete. Uh, and – you know, that first game, I think we broke the record for points scored and a half. Yeah. Like, I forgot we broke the record. And then it was embarrassing after that because we lost the lead and ended up yep. losing it. 20 points. Uh, yeah. End of the third. Thanks yeah. for reminding me. No problem. Um, <clears throat> so after that, um, they they liked our team. They liked the way we were organized. I won't take any credit for organizational skills when it comes to that stuff. You know, Ryan Barrett is, okay. is elite at that. Um, but they wanted to move it to New Mexico. And when we had the shot to move it here – that's when things became real and all the players really wanted to come back now because then we had the guys like the Elijah Browns and yep. we had a, a bunch of other guys that was like, you know what, I'll come back and play in the pit any day, yep. um, which which we ended up having the seventh largest attendance in TBT history at the pit. And and as a startup, like just out of kind of nowhere, first mm -hmm. time you guys did it. So, I mean, that's yeah. pretty big. Well, that says something about the community as well, you know, for the support to be able to come out. Um, and, and support something that's new that nobody really understood or knew about. Um, but like now, after last year going to Texas Tech, making it to the Sweet 16, yeah. I like to say. Yep. you know, So uh, it's, it's definitely skyrocketed and getting some attention and support. Well, there is one local name on those teams that I, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up, and it's not a former Lobo. He wasn't recruited by the Lobos or Aggies, and that's Scott Bamforth, mm -hmm. who – for those that, that don't know, if you're watching uh, or listening to this podcast, you, you probably follow Hoops enough that you may know this name. Scott Bamforth may end up going down as one of the best New Mexico, not may, he, he will go down as one of the best New Mexico basketball players ever. Didn't get recruited by the Lobos or Aggies. Yeah, so Scott, and, and I don't know if you know, but Scott was originally on the first enchantment team. Yes. He, he got hurt right before. I remember that. And, yep. and wasn't able to go. And Del uh, Norty High, too, by the way. Del Norty sure. High School. Yep, exactly. And so it's it, he has a respect and has played at a level that everybody respects. Yeah. So when we were putting this team together, the first thing Alex Kirk and Darrington Hobson said, like, yo, you got to go get Scott Bamford. Yep. And, I, I mean, I've been friends with Scott for years. Um, doing the TBT has brought us closer. We have a mutual friend, Lamar Marinia, as well. And now his kids, Scott kids, play for, for ABC as well when they come back into town. But Well, let's take that as the transition to what you're doing now. Um, all of that is the background. Uh, you're playing, you're coaching, you're organizing days. And uh, here we are now. You are... I, I don't even know what to what to call the organization, <laughs> if it's Albuquerque Basketball Club, if it's ABC Prep. Um, but Brandon Mason is the – we're going to call you the president of ABC Prep. Um, why don't you, I, I guess, just kind of 
to somebody who's never heard of it, has no idea what it is, give us the the kind of uh, Cliff Notes version of what ABC Prep is. So ABC Prep is uh, basically we're NCAA certified school now. Um, we started out doing it just for New Mexico kids. Um, after our success the last two years, we've had a lot of uh, inquiries and, and, and phone calls from out-of-state kids that want to move to Albuquerque for, for basketball scholarships. So, I mean, I know that sounds a little funny, but we have kids from... It's happening, though. It's happening. I mean. So right now we have Connecticut, two kids from Chicago, Australia, France, um, Ohio, um, Las Vegas... I mean, we have kids from everywhere that, that have moved here to get a chance to get an opportunity for a college basketball scholarship. And when something new like this kind of starts up, I know, I know there's some butting ahead sometimes, NMAA or some high school coaches may not like it, people unfamiliar in the community may not like it, that kind of stuff. But the reality is, if you look at the Lobo roster, for instance, five, about five of those guys all played at a prep school somewhere. I mean, this mm -hmm. is happening around the country. It just hadn't been happening too much in New Mexico. So mm -hmm. it's new, so there's some unfamiliarity with it. But the NCAA has certified it. You've now put in the last, what, two years, 15, I don't know, what's the number? How many We're kids have scholarships? Uh, 21. 21 kids in the last, what, two years? Two years. So in two years, 21 kids through your program, um, not just the ABC prep school. but um, No, no, somebody, just the prep. Oh, that's just the prep school. Yeah, so it's not AAU. So that's just the prep school. Has 21 kids have some piece of scholarship now going to college, um, going through your program, and uh, that, that doesn't happen in New Mexico all that often. Um, yeah. it's, it's, uh, kind of what you guys are doing now is giving them a, an outlet or maybe a more direct path to some of these college coaches. Cause you were that recruiter once, and now you got all these guys you met on the recruiting trail contacting you. And, and I'm curious <laughs> how that's going. Like, you, you know, these guys and they're calling you, um, yeah. setting up, uh, appointments to come visit you and your kids. It's actually, it's, it's cool, but it's also funny because when I call them, like I'm known as a, a jokester or, you know, a funny guy or what, what have you. So when I call, it's like, hey, I got a kid for you. They're like, I know you do, Mace. Yeah. Like whatever you need, I'm coming and we go recruit your kids and yada, yada, yada. So I, it does give the kids an, an upper leg just because of the previous relationship. But the kids still have to do, you know, their job. They still have to work hard and perform. Um, I do love providing a platform and teaching them how to market themselves on social media. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff is social media driven. Um, so just teaching them the aspect of how to carry themselves, how the, um, what they need to do to produce, how to treat one another, how to behave on the road, um, how hard you need to play every single play. And, you know, and I do have the speech with every last one of them. Just because you're coming to ABC Prep doesn't mean you're going Division One basketball. Right. So everything is earned and nothing is given. So I don't want to put a misconception uh, out there that just because you're coming to ABC Prep, you're going to play Division One basketball or you're going to college for free. We have been fortunate and have a, a, a large turnover with our seniors, but um, I still don't put that out there as like it's it's a for sure 100% thing. There are some players that I, I mean, I know some, some one with some Alamogordo connections and stuff that have kind of gone through your program that had no offers. You, you've, you've mentioned some some of that. Um, the, the kid at Evansville who came from Idaho, but like some guys that they had no offers at all and uh, spent a year with you guys and, and now are playing Division One. I. I mean, they're playing collegiately and and um, that's not just through ABC Prep, but through some of your AAU programs too. Um, how many teams total do you have that aren't part of the prep school? Uh, we're at between 26 to 30. Boys and girls. Boys and girls. And uh, we've also just started Little Dribblers K through second grade. Okay. So we're over 200 kids in our program. 
Um, one of them being uh, a Patino. Jack Patino <laughs> is one of the kids on your team, and I know Richard Patino um, told me just yesterday uh, at, a, at a practice how much his – like if Jack Patino could be there playing every day, he would be. And yeah. um, I know Patino – um, independent of that, uh, regardless of his son playing, he's been one of the coaches that's come to visit some of your players. I mean, you have some recruitable players that are not just going to like low level or or Division two or anything like that. I mean, these are some high major kids that yeah. you have coming through here. C- can you name some of the the programs that have been through the program? Just you know, either contacted you or even in person in the last few weeks. Like there have been some big ones, right? Yeah. So uh, just yesterday, we had Colorado come by. Uh, we've also we have every level to come by. So I mean, we had Colorado, we've had Adam State, we've had Utah, we've had New Mexico, we've had New Mexico State. Um, we have uh, Division Two. We have Northern New Mexico, yeah. New Mexico Highlands, uh, Western New Mexico came yesterday. Um, this is a good opportunity because if you think about it, this is um, what September, October, October now, and yeah. we have kids. I mean, we have college coaches coming in. To, to look at our kids very at this early in the game and we haven't really played too many games yet so uh, to have these opportunities and coaches that come by and 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 take notice of the talent that we do have here uh, is is definitely is a is positive for these kids I know you could rattle off 15 names right now um, let's keep it to just a few who are some <laughs> of the highlights though um, some people that if you're following either high school basketball or ABC prep or some of your AAU, you know, level teams. Um, who are some of the kids that are like the high, high level guys and, and girls that, uh, I mean, there's two of them that are top hundred recruits that are, that are through your going through your program right now. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Jalen Holland is the first name that pops up that he's right now he's 89th in the country, but he'll probably be top 50, uh, pretty soon. Uh, he's this past at, weekend. Yeah, t- yeah. T- tell him about this past weekend. This Sorry. past weekend, uh, he did p- participate with us uh, on the grind session and played three games, and he averaged 30 points a game. And, I mean, this is a high level of competition. This isn't just like a, an AAU event. So this is with a 24-second shot clock with, with replays and a ball advancement. It's a pro basketball game. Yeah. And this kid who's a junior averaged 30 points a game. A junior at Los Lunas High School. At Los Lunas High School. Uh, and I mean, he loves his school. He loves being there, and he has a, a fantastic father. Uh, and they do a great job. And the kid works hard, and he's as humble as they come. Um, and then, you know, we have also we have some other kids: Kenyon Aguino at Volcano Vista, Daniel Steverson. Um, there's girls in our program. Uh, well, Bella Hines doesn't play with us right now, but she does. Um, she's at our gym all the time, working out with Coach Jay Hill with Jay Hoops, and we see her all the time. Yeah, she's she might like as well family. play with you guys. She's there all the time. Man. She is. I mean, she plays with us in some the non uh, the non uh, like Nike sanctioned. events, yeah, sanctioned yeah. events, exactly. So, but I mean, she's she'll be top twenty in the country, and she's fantastic as well. And these are kids that are you know born and raised in New Mexico, and and uh, that are getting opportunities that are at the highest level and being recruited by teams that have won or come in second place of the national championship. I like to throw that out. There. I know you like, do. I know okay, you sorry. Do. Uh, but with our with our prep side, you know, we have um, <clears throat> we have Christian Gilliland from Memphis who averaged twenty nine a game at Memphis High School last year. He averaged a 19 a game for us right now. He has a 47-inch vertical. He's a combo guard. Um, New Mexico State is looking at him. Evansville is looking at him. Navy, Rice, a couple schools like that, who's probably going to skyrocket here pretty yeah. soon. Um, and we also have Johnny Pierce, who's 6'8", and he plays the 1 through 5. I know that sounds incredible, but he had a triple-double in our game against Shy Prep when we beat Shy Prep uh, the other day. Um, being able to finish above the rim, 
block shots, rebound, and push point guard and, and get 12 assists in a game. Let me wrap it up deal. with this here. You're not only the kids that are coming through and getting their scholarship opportunities, but you've brought in so many former Lobos and former players, not just Lobos. Who are some of the guys that, uh, again, people watching and listening are going to recognize some of the names that are working with you, um, coaching these kids, and, and not just coaching, doing doing a lot of you know life lesson stuff, some education stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Who are some of the, the former athletes that people would recognize? Definitely, who's a, a Lobo legend, Darius Geary, who is who has moved here with his family and has done a phenomenal job. Has taken over with ABC, taken over ABC Prep. He's almost taken over my office. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but he's doing a great job. He's working a lot of hours, and I'm proud of him. And um, he's doing a fantastic job. He has a daughter that's six one, that's twelve years old, that's incredible as well. Um, we have Chris Perez, who's doing uh, basketball coaching. He's doing academics. He's doing strength and conditioning. He keeps us organized, and he does a fantastic job. We have uh, Jamal Washington, Darren Prentice, um, who's also there every day. David Quixote is working with our bigs, and he's uh, coaching at ABC as well. Um, Chad Adams has been coming every other day, and he's been working with our guys and coaching at ABC as well. So, um, you know, having those Lobos and – and also just college basketball connections with all these guys coming here to help. Um, you know, it gives them something to look forward to, but our kids something to see uh, with these guys that are playing at a high level. Where are you guys located, and, and how can people kind of follow follow the teams and uh, and kind of just learn more about you guys? Uh, we're, all, we're located on 501 Main Street, right off of Mountain Rio Grande. Uh, anybody can always stop by and, and, and get a brochure or a card or come in and see one of us there at any time and get some help or some training. But we're always on Facebook, Twitter, social and Instagram, media, social media all over the place. Uh, so we're excited on where this thing is going. And uh, man, just well, in case you uh, don't know where it is, if you're in that area and you're kind of looking for it, it's the place that has a, a sign out front that says Brandon Mason Parking. <laughs> and uh, he does have his own parking spot. And if you get inside and you're still a little confused about it, has a huge picture of Brandon up on the wall. <laughs> and um, I just want to make sure everybody knows exactly where they're going in case they, they're a little confused. Uh, Brandon, I appreciate you for coming in, man. Um, so I yeah, want to I, talk about this talk of grammar cup right, right here. While you're talking about my name everywhere, your name's everywhere. And I love this. Look at this. Talking grammar. This I don't have my own cup, though. That's right. You will now, though. <laughs> you're going to go back and tell somebody on staff, hey, why, did, why didn't anybody get me cups? I need a cup, you know. <laughs> Mace, I appreciate you, man. Um, I'm going to have uh, – I'll probably be hitting you up again, too, and talking to you about some of your kids going through the program um, as the season progresses. But uh, I appreciate you for coming in, man. Yep. Thanks for having me. Much appreciated. Good to see you, brother. All right. Well, hope you enjoyed that conversation with Brandon Mason. Uh, obviously a guy who's had an awful lot to do with basketball around the state of New Mexico for, for the past couple decades now since he played at New Mexico State, coached at a, a bunch of different places, played for uh, played professionally here as well. So, And uh, what he's doing now really is uh, it's unique to this area, and uh, I'm glad he came on the show and, and talked about it a little bit. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed this show, this episode, and, and all episodes of the Talking Grammar podcast, which is a part of the Albuquerque Journal podcast network. I also mentioned earlier 
um, the uh, ticket giveaway and a digital subscription package. I know some people watching this aren't in the area and, and don't subscribe to the print edition of the Albuquerque Journal. Well, I hope you do that. If you can, you can also subscribe digitally. And there is a new sports-specific digital subscription offer where you can get all the content on our website. And that includes the e-edition, a PDF, daily PDF print replica of the print edition you can get if you subscribe digitally to the Albuquerque Journal. And this subscription is available right now, abqjournal.com slash subscribe slash sports. That'll get you to the landing page for this special deal, which is $59.99 for a one-year subscription. Comes out to a pretty good monthly rate for our digital um, package and, and all our digital content. We will also have a QR code on the banner ads for this for this episode that we run in the print edition of the Albuquerque Journal. So make sure you keep a, an eye out for that and you can just get it with the QR, go directly to the landing page. But what we're also offering right now as part of this sports-specific digital subscription package, uh, if you subscribe through between now and October 14th, which is coming up this weekend, you will be put into a drawing for four, four winners will get a pair of season tickets to UNM Lobo basketball. If you subscribe through this deal on the Albuquerque Journal's website, four winners will get two season tickets to Lobo basketball. Uh, if you subscribe through this deal between October 15th and October 21st, 50 winners will get two tickets to the November 16th UT Arlington men's basketball game. 50 winners get two tickets to Lobo basketball, uh, November 16th UT Arlington game. Or if you subscribe during or between October 22nd and October 31st, there is uh, one winner who will get a 10 pack of tickets for a yet to be determined game later in the season. And those are, I mean, that's a whole lot of tickets to Lobo basketball. I know a lot of you watching this are doing so because you're Lobo basketball fans. Um, a lot of the content obviously is Lobo basketball. So you can see the QR code in the print edition of the Albuquerque Journal. You can go directly to abqjournal.com slash subscribe slash sports and get this digital uh, subscription offer. Uh, it helps us subscribe to the journal, subscribe to local journalism, helps us with stuff like this, this these shows, all the content we provide in print and online. Uh, hope you're enjoying it. Hope you're enjoying all the stuff and the, the new push digitally that the Albuquerque Journal is uh, really uh, making a commitment to right now. So not just part of the Albuquerque Journal podcast network, but also Albuquerque Journal's uh, website, abqjournal.com. Remember, read, hear, watch. And that's our commitment to you, the readers, and to the viewers of this show. And I uh, appreciate you for listening to this episode. Again, any feedback you have, let me know. You can get me on Twitter or you can get me on X at Jeff Grammer, or you can email me ggrammer at abqjournal.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching.